Denver Wine Radio with Paul Bonacquisti and Cha-Cha Chavez. Presented by Bonacquisti Wine Company and Cha's Back in the Day Cafe. All right. I like the big voice guy. Denver Wine Radio <laughs> makes it sound real official. Hey, how's everybody doing? It's a Saturday in the Mile High City, and wow, I'm watching some snow come down. This is the, the debut uh, show of uh, Denver Wine Radio. I'm Paul Bonacquisti. I'm a winemaker, and um, and I own a winery here in Denver. And uh, I got my guest in the studio, Doug Kasky, the executive director of the Colorado Wine Industry Development Board. Um, hi, Doug. Hey. You you Great came down here. you came down from Boulder, man. And actually, I'm glad to be here. Was, <laughs> was for a minute, worse, I wasn't sure. Worse in Boulder or what? Uh, actually, it was, I think visibility was worse down here in Denver. Oh wow, yeah, I know, and it was a little bit slippery. Uh, I just came from uh, over here in the north side, and uh, it was a little bit slow coming coming downtown. So uh, yeah, if you're out there, uh, you know, be careful driving around. It's still coming down, and uh, and um, my co-host Cha Cha Chavez. She is she is on her way to the studio. <laughs> Be careful, Cha. But uh, the whole idea of this show is uh, really just to to talk about wine in general, and then uh, with a little bit of focus on Colorado wine, and uh, also with uh, with Cha Cha, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, music too. It's a good mix. It's wine a good and music. mix. Well, you know, because I was thinking about this, and and music, music and wine are are um, very similar in respects. To, okay, you, there's thousands of types of of music out there. Yep, yep. All different genres. There's thousands of different types of wines. All different uh, genres from locations around the world. And Something styles. for everybody, Some, you know. That's yep, right. Different style that that somebody's going to like somewhere. Definitely. Even if you don't. That's right. So uh, it's our job to uh, listen to as much music as we can and taste as much wine as we can to see what we like. Absolutely. All right. So, hey, so uh, tell us about, uh, you know, the, the Colorado Wine Industry Development Board. What's that all about? Um, a lot of people in the, you know, the Department of Ag and sure. all that. Well, we are part of the Colorado Department of Agriculture. And uh, the legislature created a wine board back in 1990, uh, which was actually way ahead of their time. They were really looking forward uh, to the future of our industry. And it's been very helpful. Uh, there's a dedicated excise tax which is um, three quarters of a penny on every bottle of wine we sell in Colorado. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't sound like much, but it adds up. And it gets us, um, you know, money wh that we can use to fund research that Colorado State does for us over on the Western Slope and up in Fort Collins, as well as do a little bit of marketing. Uh, so people may have seen the billboards around town uh, during the summer or in the train stations at DIA during the holidays. We're trying to get the word out and get people thinking about Colorado wine so that when they yeah. see your bottle on a shelf, uh, they'll pick it up and try it and go, hey, this is good. Yeah, that's that's the idea. And um, I've, I have seen, I saw the billboards all, all over town. Uh, I like I noticed that stuff, but uh, hopefully a lot of people did as well. We, we hear a lot back. Um, uh, the billboards, I think, are great. Um, actually, the airport uh, train stations uh, maybe have the biggest impact because people are standing there waiting for a train to take them back to True. baggage claim, and they're, they're looking for something to do, so they're reading the information we put up there, and they're surprised about the number of wineries in the state and where, yeah. where the wineries are. Yeah, all we're, and, and, yeah, so let's talk about that. How many, how many wineries are there uh, sort of officially? <laughs> well, officially, that's a moving target. Yeah. Somebody's always opening, closing, taking a, a sabbatical. 
about 145. Wow, yeah. That's... A- and a majority of those are on the front range. Yeah, we crossed that we crossed that threshold uh, a couple two three years ago yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and now even though the front range wineries are generally very very tiny, uh, you're a big winery compared to a lot of them. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those wineries are actually making more wine than the rest of the state now. So that's a that's something new as of last year, I believe. Yeah, but um, you know the heart of grape growing areas over in the Grand Valley between Palisade and Grand Junction along the Colorado River. Uh, about 80% of our grapes come from that area, and then another 10% or more comes from the West Elks AVA, which is around Paonia and uh, Hotchkiss yeah. in Delta County. And you know what's interesting when I, I, I mention that to people, they're like, what? You know, they I mean, really, Paonia, Hotchkiss is, are, are two little tiny towns yeah. that uh, <laughs> unless you've been through there, you, you kind of don't know where that's at. Yeah. It's I've, somewhere over there. It's somewhere <laughs> over there. And, uh, you know, after after Palisade peaches, Paonia peaches are, are the, the next... Uh, Big crop in the state of, of fruit. And anywhere you can grow peaches, cherries, apricots, apples, you can usually grow grapes. So that's why we're kind of focused on the western slope over there. Although, yeah. a lot of growers on the front range are now experimenting with some of the cold-tolerant grapes, what uh, some people call hybrids. They're, they're a cross between the European grape varieties and, um, and some Native American species, so right. they're able to withstand... Uh, much colder temperatures for longer periods. They ripen usually a little sooner. So uh, those are things we can grow on the front range. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there is some of that going on. I know up uh, up near Fort Lupton mm-hmm. with um, uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> just went Bob Stahl. Bob Stahl. River Garden. <laughs> River Garden. <laughs> yes. There you yeah. go. So, yeah, he's he's growing some uh, some hybrids there. And uh, so, yeah, and that's, that's uh, some things that I – I've only tinkered with a little bit. I still stick with vernifera. Well, everybody is tinkering at this point. Yeah. Because it's, you know, they are different grapes to grow and prune and and, um, different in the winery as well. A lot of people are finding great success, though, with blending. And I think that's kind of where the future is going to go. You add a little bit of chamberson to your Merlot and you get a whole new and and more exciting wine. Yeah. And then the, um, so the main grapes... um, Let's talk about that for a second. Um, over in Palisade, uh, probably the big three, I was calling the big three, are the, the main grapes still that are still grown in the state, which Chardonnay, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. And, and last year, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, last year meeting uh, the 2017 harvest, Cabernet right. Sauvignon came out on top. Um, so, you know, it, it's always been kind of back and forth between Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. But that was definitely, uh, t- took the lead last year. Um, Cabernet Franc, which is uh, an earlier ripening version of Cabernet Sauvignon, they're all relatives, uh, also does really, really well here. Yes. That has something that has distinguished Colorado um, in a lot of competitions. And um, so we love, we love Cabernet Franc as well. We do. And um, yeah, so, but the, but historically because of the, the big three being planted, I mean, that's what was initially planted. Well, you know, when Kinda, they started planting in the hey, 70s and 80s, <laughs> right. they said, hey, what sells? And and Chardonnay and Merlot were, were good, uh, good sellers back then, and right. still are. Um, and it was good fortune that they're also well-suited to Colorado because Merlot especially likes that earlier uh, earlier harvest, and, and Chardonnay's pretty cold tolerant on itself. Yeah. So they, um, so yeah, all along the way, uh, grapes 
grapes are being planted. We're figuring out what what works in the state, and and those are still those are great grapes that grow well here. They they are, <laughs> and they still do well. We still make, I think, some of the best Merlot you can find um, in, in the country, actually, because our our Merlots, you know, we have that nice. Uh, cool down during the summer days and that gives us a real nice acidity to the chardonnays more like chablis than uh, than white burgundy yeah and that's um yeah so that hot days cool nights that we we always hear about that's yeah. key to to growing grapes and and we have that obviously here in colorado we're really blessed in that yes yeah so, so um so colorado um has just been named one of the 10 best wine getaways and um, we're going to talk about that coming up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? We are we are excited about that. It's ten best in the world. Oh well, excuse me. Ten yeah. best yeah. in the world. We're, yeah, and we'll <laughs> we'll discuss that and where and uh, who came up with that, and uh, that's coming up after the break. We really appreciate you listening here. It's uh, Denver Wine Radio on Mile High Sports. Is that the feeling? You got to get that. 